Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Rick. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? Well, let me get these things out the way. First and foremost, I need you to drink some water and stop being a dummy. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my show. After I told you guys what all I do is win 44, after I told you guys what that particular person uh, gave me in regards to a review, you guys have been going up. I definitely appreciate you guys in that facet. Keep it going. I want to get to a thousand reviews. Anybody with a thousand reviews is to be taken seriously in this podcasting space. Last but not least, if you would like to email me, I have a whole bunch of emails to read on Wednesday. Uh, goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, that's Good Brother Experience at Yahoo.com. All right, so I have a whole bunch of shit to talk about today. And um, I didn't even write this down in regards to a topic. It just came to me when I was on Facebook. I want to bring you guys back to 2008 uh, to 2009. Uh, there was a friend of mine, a person that I really considered a friend. His name was Tyrell Shaw, and he was an artist. And there's a bulk of you guys that doesn't know who that is, and that's totally fine. But he went to FIT with me. You know, I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology for two years. And he was one of the only non-basketball homies that I really had. You know what I'm saying? Uh, There was my man Ambrose. There was him. There were people that was in EOP, like Ian, Tavar, and everybody else. But Ty was who I really was closest with. You know what I'm saying? A uh, really skinny dude. He used to work at Bape when Kid Cut used to work at Bape, actually. And uh, me and him are the exact same age, or I think he would have been a year older than me at this point in time. And today is his birthday. And he committed suicide five years ago in 2015. And I still think about it from time to time because I see when, uh, with the memories function on Facebook, when he used to comment on my story or when he used to comment on a post I had or whatever have you any kind of memory that me and him shared and with today being his birthday I went on his page and the last thing he said was what does him Jimi Hendrix and Elvis Presley have in common with a star next to it and uh that's the last thing he ever said and he had like this wordpress blog and to this day he did like a whole bunch of posts for after he was dead. It's some of the most trippiest shit ever. He, you know, here's some images to look at while I'm dead. Here's some secrets that you might not known about me while I'm dead. Here's my views in the world while I'm dead. Here's another picture of me while I'm dead. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is one, you need to really cherish those who are around you. And two, you know, just he didn't go out the proper way. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this is a few years ago. It was even spoken about on Hot 97. There was a guy that was running around New York City and he was hitting Asian women in the face and the cops was after him because he was like going on a rampage. He felt as though that he was trying to find love in the Asian community and all the Asian women were dubbing him. So he was hitting them and he went clinically crazy at the end. But um, these are things that started to materialize as we got older because when we were younger, it was all good. And... I just want to share some stories with me and him 
And uh, then I'll go on with the rest of the podcast. You know what I mean? And I'll do it chronologically to talk about what happened when I met him to all the way when he, pa- when he passed away, committed suicide, however you want to view what he did to his life. And initially I met this man at FIT because he was cool with the basketball team. And I was on the basketball team. So he was just chilling with the niggas that was there the year prior. And he was sitting, he would make jokes with us and he would laugh. And this guy was like a funny dude. He could dance. And he got like a lot of women. Like women was on his back. You know what I'm saying? He was getting holes all around campus and shit like that. And um, he really could draw and really could, he really could draw, he really could design. And he's one of the first people that really got me into like streetwear like that. Like Babe and Supreme and all that type of shit. He was on that shit back in 08. Telling me stories about him and Kid Cudi and everything else. And um, I have a lot of firsts with this dude. You know what I mean? Uh, the first time I really started to really get into beer was when his homies used to come visit him. So I lived on 27th between 7th and 8th. And the other dorms for FIT was on 31st Street. Um, and that was between 8th and 9th Avenue. And I'll go over there all the time. I always talk to the women over there. You know how it goes in college. You try and get as much pussy as possible. And he had a roommate named Liam. Uh, Liam, I still follow on Facebook to this day. Some white dude, surfer dude, really, really cool. And um, it would be three of us a lot of the time. We would just be chilling. And he would, his friends came in and they snuck beer in. And the first beer I really got into was Red Stripe. I think his man's name was Kurt. I mean, it was like really cool dudes, you know what I'm saying? We wasn't, it wasn't like a, yo, where the bitches at type of situation. It was literally just us just chilling and talking and laughing. And he handed me the beer or whatever. And at this point in time, I'm drinking heavy. I'm drinking fucking Georgie and Amsterdam and Bacardi and just bottom shelf liquor because niggas was popped. And I had, my, my palate didn't develop. You know what I'm saying? The focus was just getting drunk and just acting unsavory across the campus not unsavory in like a predatory way but just not i mean just running around and just doing shit and laughing about things that aren't funny in regards to like a joke being told uh things like that right so i'm sitting there and i'm drinking this beer with him and i one turned into two two turned into four and then um they left and i like i brought holla he was like wait 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 before you go son we gotta do something He's like, well, I was like, well, I've really been practicing for this, uh, this rap showcase that's coming up because I believe on the fifth floor, this is when they still had that lounge open. FIT, anything regarding like communal entertainment, FIT got rid of it. But at this, at this point in time, they were still on it. So I believe on the fourth or fifth floor of the A building or the B building, it was the B building, uh, there was this showcase and you know, there was record execs coming in and, um, they were just looking at anybody who could rap or sing. And he was like, yo, I think I'm about to fuck with that shit. Now, at this point, I never heard him rap before. So we were just freestyling. Now, I mean, me and him just rapping, whatever have you. And he's like, yeah, man, I just want to get my chops up. I think I'm going to do some improv shit when they come in there. So I'm like, all right, this nigga must be nice with it. And I mean, anybody who doesn't know who King Los is, he's a rapper that really specializes in this. So I'm like, okay, maybe this nigga really can rap. I don't really know. I'm about to see what's happening. He sounded okay when we was freestyling but i don't know if he should do this in front of a crowd but maybe he got some tricks up his sleeve fast forward two days later and uh the showcase is happening right and um 
He's like, yes, I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous. He had a flask. This nigga was 18, 19 years old with a flask. Nigga took a couple of the flask. Ha. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to get the nerves about my shit, son. I'm about to go up there. I'm about to kill these niggas. So I'm, yeah, I'm hyping them up. I'm hyping them up. I'm like, yeah, son, I'm about to spit that shit, my nigga. Spit that shit. And I mean, the crowd is here. We all here for you. So I'm there with niggas. And um, this nigga proceeded to do the worst freestyle I think I've ever heard. Um, he he kept saying, like, yeah, I'm about to be on some improv shit. I'm just going to look in the crowd and just rap about what I see. So I'm like, all right, this nigga must be on some other shit. I hear that. Yo, this nigga was not on some other shit. This nigga was like, yeah, and I'm dreaming. I don't know why I remember this. And I'm dreaming and I'm scheming. These F5 broads, they be fiending. Uh, okay. Y'all with me? Okay. Uh, uh, and I'm chilling. Like, this is must have, this must have been either the worst. Hmm, let me think. This must have been the worst version of stage fright I've ever seen. Or this nigga just, maybe just buckled up. Maybe the lights got too bright for him, but I don't know. But I remember somebody in the crowd. It was like, this nigga's making a mockery of this shit, son. If it wasn't for me one to look at other niggas, I would dip out of this shit. One of the execs said that shit. And I heard him because I was sitting next to him. And I had to walk out the room because I was dying laughing, son. And then when he got off, I was like, yo, fam, what the fuck happened? Like, yo, bro, I, was, I thought I was going to kill it, but nigga, I had nothing to say. <laughs> and I'm dreaming, and I'm scheming, and it F.R.I. broads. This nigga said broad in 2008. I was like, my nigga, are you 76 years old? Who refers to women as broads? But Ty did, you know what I'm saying? Um, another situation that I share with this man is um getting high. The first time I ever smoked weed in my life, I was one of the times. Matter of fact, I think this must have, yeah, this was the first legitimate time I ever got high. I was 18, and I was on uh, 31st Street, and um, he put the towel under the door, and he's just me and him. He was like, yo, I just got um some shit from Cali. Now, I, I want to say it was, what the fuck was it? It was some metal, medical medicinal shit. Maybe it was K2, but K2 is fucking... Some other shit. Was it... Was it... Was it gas? Oh, I think it might have been... Damn, son. I forgot the kind of weed it was. But it was some super duper powerful shit, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm talking with him, whatever. And I'm like, yo, fam, I never smoked before. He's like, yo, bro, it's all good. What we're going to do is we're going to get high. We're going to go on 42nd Street. And um, we're going to go party, son. Don't worry about it, son. The drinks is on me. Whatever, whatever club we... I don't give a fuck if it's $100 to get in, bro. Now I'm saying, now me and him, we were only 18, so we could only do but so much. Um, but niggas had fake IDs at the time, cause my man Anderson, um, his homie, gave him an ID of like when it expired. You know what I'm saying? So technically, it says that I'm over 21, but it was just an expired ID. And this is 2008, so this is before like those scanner machines came out. This is just when niggas came through, put the flashlight on that shit, and just used discernment if. Used to 21 or not, or if that shit was really you. I'm like, all right, cool, fuck it. Now, I mean, we're about to have a good time tonight. Fuck, we're about to get out this room. About to get off this campus. All right, fuck it. So we go in this nigga's bathroom. He put towels underneath his regular door. And he put towels underneath his bathroom door. And he turned the shower on. And um, 
we're freestyling again. This nigga put a beat on. And um, I'm not going to front. And I was killing that shit, bro. I was giving niggas bars in that bathroom. And it was just me and him. We're smoking, smoking, smoking. I was taking pulls like I was fucking Snoop Dogg. I was like, yo, bro, are you smoking again? He's like, bro, you got to inhale. Then when the smoke is in you, you inhale again so it can be in your lungs. And then you exhale. I'm like, all right, I can follow directions. I did that. Just like that. You feel me? And um, I took like five, six pulls of that shit. And my nigga, I was in the twilight zone so much so i thought i was gonna die so then i should call jordan and um matter of fact i'm gonna call jordan right now impromptu you know what i'm saying uh hold on give, give me a second y'all uh, hopefully this nigga answers the phone now i don't want to tell you my fucking version of the story unless i have to but i want to get jordan's side of the story Yo, Rose, you on the Good Brother Experience, brother? What's up, brother? What's up? Fucking, um, my man Ty, five years ago, he committed suicide. And, um, yeah, I remember Ty, damn. I mean, you remember when you met that nigga? And, um, I was just telling the good people about the time that I got high for the first time. And, (laughs) (laughs) because, yo, nah, let me. That, that that's why I called you. Tell tell the story about what happened when I called you when I was high, bro. Yo, man, so I'm over here getting high myself. I was in the cipher. And you know, I'm smoking a weed, whatever, whatever. Wait, 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 Rose, 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 put it put it put a year on this, bro. Put a year on this. Yo, this this had to have been like two thousand ten maybe? Nah, this is two thousand eight, bro. We was two thousand eight? Yeah, this I was a, matter of fact it was oh nine. It was oh nine. nigga I, I was just all bad son uh, i was it's so real i laid on that nigga's tile floor for like eight hours bro <laughs> with no blanket no pillow i was just on the ground son <laughs> what the fuck did this nigga give you to smoke man? son it was it was some shit he told me it was from la and it was a silver packaging 
It was like a, it, it looked like he told me this. It was some medical shit that he he had um he had the plug out there and he sent it to him. So I don't know what I could have been smoking crack, bro. I don't know. This nigga got lit. Yo, rest in peace, son. Yo, he was he had good vibes. That's a fact, bro. But yeah, let me get back to this episode. I'll meet you back, bro. Yo, holla at me, yo. Know that. Yes, and I was fucking screaming at the top of my. Yo, son, I was bugging out. It's so real. Um, this nigga forgot this part of the story. I was like, my nigga, I think I'm about to die. And if I die, tell my mom and Aunt Deb that I love her, man. Tell those two women that I love them, son. Because this shit ain't right. So it got so real. I hung up the phone with that nigga. Then I'm talking to Ty. He's like, yo, bro. Yo, why you feeling like this, bro? We got to go outside. i like, my nigga, we're about to go into the city. If I go outside right now, I'm going to get hit by a car, son. They're going to kill me. Somebody's gonna kill me. He's like, nobody's gonna kill you. I was like, nigga, if nobody's gonna kill me, then why am I dying? I don't know why I remember this shit with such vivid detail, but bro, I was fucking finished. Uh, fast forward, we're, we're having a great time throughout my freshman and sophomore year, just chilling with him, chilling with him. And the one thing he was always telling me when he was like, yo, um, I was asking him, like, yo, bro, what's your fucking background, my nigga? Like, where you from? Where, where's your people at? He was like, yo, I am. Um, I'm from Canada. All my family lives in Canada. You know what I'm saying? But I split time between Canada and New York. My my father lived in Canada. My mother lived here. But then uh, me and my mother really didn't get along. So ever since I was like 15, I've just been on my own. And I mean, going from apartment to apartment, whatever, whatever. And then, um, no, he said ever since he was 16. I'm sorry. 16, he was like, yo, I'm just bouncing around. Family's house, friend's house. I've just been on my own. And then since then, I mean, now few years later fit accepted me and i just been this has been home base so i'm here to figure things out you know what i'm saying because i don't want to go back to toronto i'm like wow that's what's up son self-sufficient type shit my nigga them niggas gonna try to get back in your life when you get lit because he had like these dice bow ties I, i'm so upset because there was a dude named steven that worked in the computer lab and he didn't even go to school there but he that was just his job he was like some cool short nigga that he would put on his best outfits just to work in the computer lab because he knew what time it is because the school was 90% women. So I wish I really had that bow tie, son, because that would be my last memory of him. I don't have no picture. Matter of fact, I do have a picture with him. I have a picture of him. And if I was the type of person that had like album art, I would upload that shit. But anyway, yeah, son. So he told me he was from uh, Toronto and all that kind of shit. We did a whole bunch of chilling, a whole bunch of hanging out fast forward now i'm in my next school and whenever i was in the city i always try to connect them but it just never worked out and then one day my aunt was doing some had a party it was like a legitimate party here i told him about it we pulled up the party was i it wasn't lit or nothing but we had a good time and this is when i first learned about his fascination with asian women because he was like yo bro come so we were like on 23rd street between like between fourth and fifth avenue and there's like this bubble tea this is the first time that i ever Heard of bubble tea. And he was like, yo, bro, just fuck with me. I want to get some bubble tea real quick. I'm like, you want to get bubble tea right now, nigga? About to go to a party. What, whatever. So I'm, I'm talking to him, talking to him. And, but, like, he's real skittish. Like, his personality changed. I don't know if he started heavily using drugs at the time. I don't know if it was coke. But that was not the same tie I was chilling with when I was to go to FIT with him. You know what I mean? It was just, this nigga just changed. But I still didn't think nothing of it. I'm still talking to him. I'll, I'll call him on the phone, text him, whatever. He'd get back to me or I'll miss his call, whatever. I'll get back to him. And then um, 
one day my man Didi hits me. And he's like, Yo, bro, you're about Ty? And he's like, Nah, he's like, Because at this point in time, Didi was still talking to a girl that went to FIT and we all knew Ty. Like, Ty, like, was, there was only but so many, like, cool, straight black people going to FIT. You know what I'm saying? So, any women that, like, viewed us as, like, because FIT is unlike any other college. Like, you go there to, like, become, like, a totally different person. So people with our particular background don't go to FIT, right? So when it was identified, it was all love, whatever, whatever, fast forward. She's like, yo. She told Didi, he's like, yo, you know, your tie's dead. And he's like, what? And then Didi tells me, he's like, yo, bro, remember Tyler again? Yeah, I told you Tyler time. He's like, yo, bro, this nigga died, son. This nigga sends me a link. And the link is uh, Ty Shaw hangs himself underneath an elevator. Uh, reports say that he was staying in this place and he was breaking in, going to sleep uh, after every night. And um, I think Facebook deleted his post, but I remember it vividly. Went to his Facebook and he was like, yo, tell the cops to stop looking for me. No, I'm sorry. This is on his WordPress. This is one of the first blog posts that he did. I went to his site and he was like, yeah, tell the cops to stop looking for me. I'm dead. If they're looking for me, they can find me at such and such and such and such. And bro, I was fucking... That shit fucked me up, son. What fucked me up more is going after that. I'm tweeting about it. I'm on Twitter. I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. You're my man, Tyrus and Peace Ty. I can't believe this nigga killed himself. It's out of hand. This is not. I don't know where that Asian shit came from. Like this nigga was not like that. Whatever. Um, a woman tweets me, like, hey, you know, I work for such and such news company. Would you mind doing an interview? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I'll do an interview. Cause I'm like, yo, I gotta. I mean, I don't know what's true, what's not. I have, I, I, w I didn't speak to him for a few months, so it, I was just flabbergasted like he would be doing this type of shit in regards to just running around hitting Asian women in the head. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do an interview. So I'm trying to clear his name. I'm talking about like how funny he was, how artistic he was. And I'm like, yeah. So she's like, yo, did he ever tell you where he was from? He's like, yeah, he told me he was from Toronto, but he split time. His father lived in Toronto. His mother lived out here. And then... Him and his mother didn't get along, and then he's been on his own. She's like, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. So, she was like, yo, do you have access to his Instagram? I'm like, yeah. She was like, well, I don't, and he can't accept me, obviously, now, because he just passed away. But is there any pictures that you would like me to see of him? So, I went to his Instagram, and I screenshotted some stuff, and I sent it to her email that she gave to me. She was like, yo, thank you so much. I'm going to run this story. I'll make sure I shed him in the best light. You know, I want to really thank you for your time. Hung up the phone, right? Days later, I'm reading the article, and this nigga was an orphan, and he created like this whole background. This nigga never lived in Canada. He never, I, I believe that he was an orphan from Connecticut, if I'm not mistaken, and he was running from foster home to foster home, and he just got old enough to where after in high school, or whatever, he just ex he he went into the um the pre college. The pre-college program that FIT provides for students that want to do shit in design. And then he stayed at FIT ever since on some dormant shit. And I was like, wow, son. Fucking wow. The demons that this name must have been carrying. I don't even know his real story. Like, I just... Yeah, like a whole bunch of... And she wrote, she was like, yeah, I spoke to a bunch of his friends, a whole bunch of people. And he, and he told all of them that he was from Canada, but he wasn't really from Canada. He was an orphan from Connecticut. And I was like, wow fucking wow you never really know yo so 
yeah, man. Rest in peace, Ty, man. Ty Shaw. That shit fucked up. This nigga on WordPress blogs to this day. Like, and he, he did like 10 years worth of blogging. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't come up every day, but I mean, every once so often, he'd be like, Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Uh, blessings from the dead. Like some other shit. And I always check it out this year whenever I see it's his birthday and I see what blog posts he, he put up. So it's about like three blog posts a year. And um, still uploads. I don't know how this is even happening, but it still uploads. Because I, w- I would think that, yo, you need to have like a workable device to still upload these shits. Now, I mean, like, say, for instance, I wanted to do a podcast for 10 years straight and I just did a whole bunch of episodes and wanted to upload them. I would need like a functional device for the content to pull from so it could be uploaded, even if I scheduled it. So I don't know how that nigga pulled that shit off, but that just goes to his genius, man. So, yeah, man, rest in peace to him. So, yeah, um, besides that, let me tell y'all what happened. In my flag football season, yesterday was the last fucking, um, yesterday was the last game, and we lost in the worst way possible, yo. I told you about the highs, I definitely gotta tell you about the lows. So, um, in regards to how the season ended, we we all show up, and there's a quarterback that we've been relying on all season. He's been on time, he was probably leading the division in touchdowns. And we really was relying on this man to win. We've been relying on him the whole year. We're all there, we're stretching, and it's the coin toss. And um, we're like, yo, yo, where's he at? Where's the QB? Where's the QB? Where's he at? I don't want to say his name, whatever. And um, we talked to my captain, and the captain, he's away on drill because he works for the Army. And he's like, yo, he's going to be there in 20 minutes. My like, 20 minutes, nigga, the game's about to start. So I'm like, all right, maybe it's like, 20 real minutes isn't the same as like 20 game minutes. Now, I mean, you know, you have timeouts, you have niggas, whenever niggas score, niggas out of weight and kick the field goal, we got to kick off like this. 20 minutes in the game is way more than like 20 real life minutes, right? So I'm like, ah, right, he's probably going to come at like 10 minutes left in the first half. Sneak comes five minutes into the second half. We're down 21 zip because our quarterback, well, the substitute quarterback, is no good. This nigga's folding under pressure. He's escaping shit. He's throwing balls in the dirt. Overthrowing, underthrowing, underthrowing, three and outs. So it's literally like we have the ball for like five minutes in real time. And the team, the other team just is killing us, bro. Like we're getting open. We're not getting the ball. He's throwing duck passes. Them, on the other hand, them niggas scoring at will. Fuck, somebody ran like for like an 80 yard touchdown. Somebody, they're, they're fucking, you know, they're doing like bullshit routes, catching the ball and just taking it to the house. So Cal comes, we're down three scores. They almost not let him play. We convinced him to let him play because he came before halftime. I'm sorry, he came after halftime. Whenever somebody comes after halftime, you're not supposed to be playing. He still finds a way to get on the field. And um, he throws an interception, right? He's throwing it to me, actually. I was. He asked me to run a seam route from the slot. I got past him. I got behind him. I'm. He's dead in the water. Wind comes, puts the ball down. They intercept the ball. I'm like, fuck so now it's like 14 minutes left. They get the ball. They throw it. It's interception. We, we we got some life now. We pick that shit off. Um, We take it to the house. The refs call illegal blocking. The worst call I've ever seen. Somebody looked at someone. He straight up. He was running into him. He used his hands. Pushed him in the chest. Nothing illegal about it. The refs call that bullshit ass call. Take the fucking touchdown back. We're furious. 
uh, the quarterback is furious. So much so, he's on the verge of fucking getting kicked out the game. We're all on the verge of getting kicked out the game, actually. So we then come down. We're still talking about the play. We're still talking about the play. Tensions is high. We're calling the refs bitches and all kind of shit. Tell them, like, yo, what's your name? We're going to report you. You guys fucking suck. All kind of shit, right? We come down. We score a touchdown. And we're still upset with the refs. Like, yo, that's really bullshit that y'all took that touchdown from us. That's not fucking illegal blocking. So the refs throw out the quarterback. The car was like, fuck you. I'm not going nowhere. And then he tries to eject the team. And we all collectively told him, like, fuck y'all, we're not going nowhere. So we throw the two-point conversion, and they was like, well, an eligible quarterback, oh, I'm sorry, an eligible player, he's supposed to be kicked off the field. We run to these quarterbacks. I'm telling them, I'm, I'm, I'm inviting them to the Frank stand. I'm like, yo, fuck y'all, y'all fucking suck, suck my dick. We're all going crazy, son. So we get kicked out with eight minutes left in the game. We could have technically came back, and we just didn't, son. We collapsed. And I packed my shit up as fast as I could. I saw the quarterback and everybody else still talking to the refs. I packed my shit up. I was like, ah, y'all, I'm out of here. Uh, I saw them talking about it in the group chat, and I left the group chat because that shit. If we lost, if we went down with the ship, and the quarterback we was relying on had a fucked up game, I could eat that. If the defense is getting dismantled and everybody as a collective is having a fucked up game, I could eat that. I'm not eating the quarterback coming five minutes left into the second half, getting thrown out the game, getting us ejected. The sole reason why we're losing is because of you, because we don't, because the 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 person that we're used to throwing to us is not here. The captain of the team, which is the center and the defensive end, the two most important positions on the line, he's away at fucking drill, so we had can't, we can't rely on him. It was just too much uncertainty with the team, and that shit just had me fucked up. I mean, so we lost. And we're at 30 minutes now, so I'm going to end the podcast and all that. But, yeah, man, once again, rest in peace, Ty. And in regards to my flag football career, man, I'm a free agent. You know what I'm saying? My man hit me today and was like, yo, just give me more time. I'm going to allow you to fix it, my nigga. And that was crazy, son. I I don't get my blood, sweat, and tears on that flag field every Sunday coming back home sore as hell. Just for that type of bullshit to happen, bro. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to do something. We got to go back to the drawing board. Uh, Peace and blessings, pass the dressing, and I'll speak to y'all niggas tomorrow.